welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. We're looking forward in this series to focusing on useful insights and information for families joining us this September. In this episode, we'll be learning more about the Microsoft Surface, which all pupils are required to use when they join Downhouse. We'll be learning about how pupils use them in the classroom and how Downhouse is proudly accredited as a Microsoft Showcase School. In this episode, our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Jane Basnet, Director of Digital Learning, and Digital Ambassador Sean from the Lower Sixth, and Poppy from the Lower Fourth or Year Eight. So today we have Mrs. Basnet and we have Sean in Lower Sixth and we have Poppy in Lower Fourth as well. But Jane, first of all, hello to you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good to see you again. Uh, It's great to see you again too. It's great to have you back on the podcast. So that must be a good thing. We're talking today about the school being a Microsoft Showcase school. Uh, Let's just jump straight into it, shall we? What actually is a Microsoft Showcase school? what's, What's that all about? Well, it basically demonstrates that we are a school that are using Microsoft Surfaces and the suite of tools appropriately, the Microsoft suite of tools, you know, Office and Excel and PowerPoint and actually a whole uh, array of other tools. There are a couple of tools that we use that are so instrumental to our success with the girls and those are the Class Notebook and Teams. And we've integrated that throughout the schools. It also means that our staff have all done a load of training and they are what we call Microsoft Innovative Educator Experts. That's not our name. That's the name that Microsoft give them. It sounds like a a mouthful, but actually it's incredibly important that they've done all of that training because it uh, helps them to know how to use the two tools I've mentioned, you know, class notebooks and teams. And we also use other things like forms, which enables us to give the students and the pupils quizzes that can be marked straight away. So the girls get their results straight away. They know where they've gone wrong uh, and they can then ask questions of their teachers. How do I, why did I get this wrong? Um, so that immediate feedback that they need. Uh, that's about, I think that about covers the Microsoft Showcase uh, status that we have. And it's great to be accredited with a um, with a well-known brand like Microsoft. And we chose Microsoft because that's the tool of choice, if you like, for many universities and for, you know, businesses. When the girls go out into the world ahead, you know, it's going to be Word and, and Office tools. So we feel like we've equipped them with the right things. Okay, excellent summary. Thank you for, for summarising all of that for us. Now, some of the words that you mentioned there are words which I imagine everyone's familiar with, such as Microsoft Word and Excel and things like that. But you also mentioned a couple of other things. So let's just clarify, actually, the first one being a surface. Just for people who don't know, what actually is a Surface? A Surface is an amazing tool. I think it is. It's like a laptop. It looks like a laptop, but you can actually take the keyboard away from the screen and, you know, do away with that. You can then take the pen that comes with the Surface and write on the screen. If you lose your pen, you can use your finger. I've never tried that, but I... I think it works okay. Yeah, but I'm getting a nod here from Poppy and, and Sean. So you can write uh, on the screen with your finger then, and you can then pick the surface up and video what you see around you, uh, record on it. Uh, it's incredibly versatile. And Class Notebook, what's that all about then? Class Notebook is like carrying a, a filing cabinet around with you, but it's all in that nice little laptop. Class Notebook is a collection of drawers and each drawer is a different subject 
and within that subject, you've got lots of folders, different dividing folders, etc., etc. So it's everything. The girls have every single subject in their class notebooks. Uh, and they just simply open the class notebook when they get into the class with, you know, say they go to French, they'll open up the French class notebook and they'll have a whole load of little subsections, which are like the drawers, if you like. And then they'll open up the pages, which are like the file dividers. It's, it's brilliant. OK, right. Thank you for that. Um, and Teams is, is, is a name that some people may have heard of, partly because of COVID, when mm. more and more people started using Zoom and Teams. But, but I imagine that Teams is used for other things as well. So just tell us a bit more about that. Well, Teams, so each class, and I've talked about the class notebook, the class notebook is, can be opened through the Teams. So for each class, for each uh, subject, the girls will have a team. And from that team, that's where we set assignments. And so that's how they can be really organised. Each girl will then just look at a, a tab called assignments and they'll see all the assignments they have to do with all the dates you know, already sort of put into their calendars. And also from the team, you know, for me uh, as a teacher, I like to keep in touch with my students. So, for example, my GCSE girls have just had their orals and so we've been keeping in touch uh, recently to talk about, you know, where the orals will be and little things that they should remember. So there's that chat facility in Teams. And of course, during lockdown, as you mentioned, I met with my classes through each individual team. I believe as well that the girls have teams for their houses, so their housemistresses can keep in touch with them in that way. And me as a teacher, I have fantastic insight into what pages of the class notebook the girls have been looking at. So in the holidays, I can see who is actually doing the prep. This is probably news to Sean and Poppy, but I can get a lot of detail about what they're up to. And I can also get uh, insights into how they're feeling about things if I ask the appropriate questions. So there's a little right reflection tools. So it's incredibly versatile, again, like the, the Surface uh, tablet itself. So it sounds to me like you're a real champion for this. And clearly there are lots of positives that are coming through. I imagine that some of the people that are, that are listening to this, they, they may have a couple of, well, if I say concerns, that might be a little bit too strong. I'm not too sure. But it'd be great in a moment after I've spoken to both the girls to touch on some of those to find out what, what some of the typical concerns are that parents might have. But first of all, before we do that, sat to your right, we've got Sean, who's uh, in the sixth form. So we were just hearing from Mrs. Basnett there about the use of Teams within your house. Tell us a little, little bit more about that. How does that actually work? In sixth form, using Teams by house is really useful because I think because we're all in one house um, and we have two house mistresses split between us, Teams is really useful for them to communicate with us. Like they can't um, talk to each one of us individually. So they use Teams a lot. Like when the sixth form bar is open, signing up for different events and things like that. Okay, and how else do you use Teams outside of the house? I use Teams for lessons. Sometimes if people aren't feeling well, you can record lessons on Teams and then they can play it back. And I use it to communicate with my teachers if I need extra help in something. For example, the other week I asked one of my math teachers if I can see her so that she can help explain something to me. Wow, okay, so that sounds like a real immediate benefit because I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was at school, actually, and when I was in your year, Sean, and sometimes I'd be sat at home and I'd be thinking, oh, I'm, I can't quite remember how this correlation coefficient in maths, for example, uh, was actually explained to me. But then actually the ability to communicate with your teacher outside of the lesson sounds, sounds really quite good. Yeah, it is. 
And Sean, tell me a little bit about Class Notebook. Mrs. Basnett was just explaining how that all works. But how do you, how do you find that it actually works on a day-to-day basis? I think using Class Notebooks are really useful because you can... There's a part called the content library, and that's basically where your teacher inputs information about what you need for the lessons. So, for example, with chemistry, you would have things like the basics. So you'd have the periodic table and constants that you need to remember. And then you have your own section where you can constantly edit and put homework in and make your own notes. And then there's also the collaboration space, which is where you and other people in that team, in that using that notebook can edit things and write and it's really useful for group work but with notebooks you can also make your own which is very very useful for revision especially if you're doing more of an essay-based subject so you can use one note to type up like the whole essay and then send it to your teachers and they can give you feedback. I see I see and Sean because you're in lower sixth I imagine that two years from now your your whole world is going to be looking very different to how it is now do you feel like this kind of technology is good preparation for whatever you're going to be going on to do yeah I feel like it's very good preparation um in math for example we learn how to use excel really efficiently and we also do that with physics and then generally learning how to use the OneNote is very useful but the school also does the Moss word award which is very, very, very useful. It shows you so many things about Word that you never even knew were there. And I think it's very useful for things like writing essays, citing bibliographies later on in university. I think those are very key skills that they're taught. Oh, I see. I see. Thank you for that, Sean. Well, look, in a moment, we're about to speak to Poppy. But actually, before we do that, Sean, if you can just hand the mic back to Mrs. Basnett, because I, I've got a quick question, possibly a tricky question, because one of the things, or in fact, a lot, a lot of the things that we're hearing from Sean right now, mm. they're all very positive things. But to be fair, I'd kind of expect her to be talking positive about positive things because she sat right next to you right now. Do you ever get any sort of negative comments from any of the pupils when they're using this? That is a tricky question. Sometimes they may have, I suppose the biggest thing they say is, oh, I can't, I can't log into the Wi-Fi or, you know, it's not syncing. But often that can be that they've locked themselves out of their, um, out of their account because they've forgotten their password. Uh, little bits and pieces like that. But there's a, the IT help desk are here and they're incredibly helpful. You just go along uh, and they sort things out for you. And obviously, we're always thinking about the Wi-Fi, making sure it's as strong as it possibly can be. And when there are problems, we always look to to fix those. And I think one of the things, I know you're asking me about problems, but one of the things I want to say is that Sean says that she does her work and then, you know, writes an essay and sends it to her teacher. But actually, she doesn't even need to send it to a teacher. That's the benefit of the class notebook because it's always there. So no student, no girl ever says to me, I've I've done the homework I've, but it's lost. That never happens anymore because it's always there in the class notebook. I just go to their page. So the whole excuse about the dog eating the homework, that, no, that, that doesn't really cut it anymore, does it? It doesn't wash with me. <laughs> well, thank you for explaining those. I mean, very insignificant, it sounds like, very insignificant uh, negatives but in an abundance of positives. And then we have Poppy. So, Poppy, I'm dying to know what your experience is like of using these Surface devices, which sound fantastic, by the way, and being a pupil in a Microsoft Showcase school. I mean, first of all, does that mean that you end up carrying around fewer books than you would have been carrying around? Yeah, Um, We definitely carry, because everything's on the surface, so you don't have to carry around books, textbooks or anything. You just have to carry around the one surface device. 
Okay. And are you ever worried about putting it down or losing it or, or, you know, does it have your name clearly marked on it? Some people will put their names on it so that they don't lose it. And if someone sees that their name's on it, then they can just return it. Okay. Right. Understood. Understood. And do you tend to use these for all of your lessons then? Yeah, I use these for all of my lessons because it's just an easier way to keep everything together. And Poppy, when you're using these devices, clearly it's good to use them for schoolwork, but is there ever a temptation to use them for something else, such as going onto Google and looking up something that's nothing at all to do with the lesson that you're in at the time? Sometimes, but when you try to do it, most of the websites are blocked by the school. Ah, so the school's quite tight then on just making sure that you're using them in the right way and not using them for sort of things that you shouldn't be using them for. Yeah. I see. Okay. Jane, just back to you for a second then. Tell us a little bit more about how the teachers actually go about managing that. Poppy was talking about how that's managed from an IT point of view, but, you know, do the teachers have access to to see how the children are using these in in class as well? In some classrooms, we've got some mirrors at the back so the staff can still stay at the front and see what's going on on student devices. I like to unplug my device from the front of the classroom and walk around, just like the old days with managing a class. You know, I would, you know, delight in catching a student passing a message over or passing a book or whatever, doing something uh, that wasn't appropriate. And and it's exactly the same now. You know, you just have to manage the class. You have to see and look and uh, and ensure that everyone's engaged. I mean, and, and Poppy has rightly said that many uh, of, say, perhaps social media sites would be blocked during the day. Uh, a number of the ones that are open to uh, girls of Poppy's age uh, are then open in the evenings, I think. A little nod there from Poppy. So so they can still do all the usual things. But that would be how we how we manage the situation. It is a management situation and all teachers need to learn how to manage their class. Jane, tell me about some of these concerns that parents might have. Concerns? Well, my daughter will not know how to write is a big concern that I've... Uh, you know, come across before. But actually, a lot of activities uh, we do on the screen with the pen, with the Microsoft pen. You know, I think it would be difficult, for example, to do the sciences if they can't write. Uh, Certainly in my subject, which is languages, there's lots of short pieces of writing which they do by hand um, and they need their pen. So that skill never goes. Concerns perhaps that my daughter's going to be too long on their device. They're going to be looking at a screen for too long. And we do have like a digital learner guide about how these lessons, how they should be using their devices. And as teachers, I think we want to build into our day, into our lessons time where they do look away from their screens. And of course, in a school like Downhouse, there's plenty of opportunity to get out onto the sports field and they're obviously moving between lessons. So it's not a constantly looking at their screen. And as teachers, you know, it's our duty to say, right, you know, screens up, we're all going to now do some, uh, we're going to have a class discussion, for example. That's part and parcel of a lesson anyway. We don't always want their heads in the book writing their answers or reading. We want them talking about their ideas and demonstrating their learning. So quick question back to Poppy in that case. Poppy, some of the uh, sort of the parents that are listening to this or, or that generation tends to have a viewpoint sometimes that that your generation spends all their time staring at screens. But it kind of sounds like we've got screen time here to help you in class time. But I'm guessing that when you're not in class, well, tell me, I mean, are you staring at your screens the whole time or are you out actually putting the screens down and having fun with friends? So 
house will give you like limited time when you can have your phone and your surface but most of the time other than the half an hour or however long you will get you will hand your phone and your surface in and there will most likely be an activity going on in house which you can go and join in in. I see. Okay, thank you for that, Poppy. So, Jane, it sounds to me like it, it really is an opportunity then for the girls to use technology to serve them instead of them becoming more of a slave to technology. That is the idea. And I think that, you know, we rely on people, on the older girls, to lead the way in this respect and to to demonstrate that you know you don't need to be looking at your device all the time. It's a, I think it's a healthy thing that we say no mobile devices during the day, certainly none in the dining hall, none you know not at the table, and and I think that's a very healthy way. It's teaching the girls how to use devices responsibly, and I think as they get older, they have more access to their devices. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, nod there from Sean. So, and that's also a good thing because we need to teach people how to um, self-regulate. And so for the older girls, uh, they lead the way in that respect. They have to learn how to self-regulate and not look at their devices all night long. So, Jane, all of this technology all sounds very interesting, but what does the future actually look like then? Well, I think the future is incredibly exciting, but I think what we should do is pass over to Sean, who's got a lot more to say about that, haven't you? This year, I am. this coming year, I'm going to be a digital ambassador and we have a lot of exciting ideas for the future. First of all, we're looking at doing some more research about implementing an esports society. And for the people that don't know, esports is like it's competitive gaming. And we think that it will be a really good idea to enforce that in Downhouse because we think it'll be a very good way for people to stop um, associating technology with work and more um, making it more all rounded. So including gaming. So, Sean, esports is really a growing area right now. Tell us a little bit more about that. Esports, we were looking at esports because um, when you try to play on the downhouse Wi-Fi, unfortunately, a lot of the gaming um, sites are blocked. So it's very hard to um, continuously progress. But we're mainly looking at esports because it is something that you need to use strategy for. And I feel like this is a very big conception that esports is just wasting your life away looking at a screen and gaming and spending money. But in reality, it's a very strategy-inclusive um, activity and we feel like it would be very helpful. So I think, you know, um, we talk, when we talked about it, we talked about how it can enhance critical thinking skills, ability to communicate and collaboration. It's the next big thing uh, and it's something that we do as a school to get involved in. We, we're working on it, aren't we? What other things do you have? Um, we also want to start up a coding club again and make it more inclusive for every year group because currently our coding club is focused at the pupils that are about to sit their GCSEs because they need that extra help, extra support and just extra practice in general. But we want to make it more inclusive so that people can get interested in coding at a younger age and it can make it easier for them to transition into GCSEs and into A-levels and then into courses at university if they want to do that. Amazing. That really does sound great. Thank you for that, Sean. And congratulations on being a digital ambassador as well. That's really good. Jane, it's, it seems almost impossible to talk about technology without talking about AI and chat GPT and things like that. Is, is that a concern of yours at all? It, obviously, it is a concern. But the way we see um, AI 
is very similar, I think, to the way in which we see the devices. Some people may see technology in, in education. They can't see the point of it or they may see danger with it. But we mustn't look at these things in that way. We must look at it as another tool. AI is another tool that we need to embrace and to use effectively and responsibly. So as teachers, we can use it as an incredible time saver for students as well. Uh, they can use it and we will need to teach students how to use it responsibly and to fact check what they find out. You know, students are still going to need knowledge and teachers are still going to be needed, but students need to know how to use it responsibly. And we as teachers then, you know, our role is to teach the students. I need me in my role, I need to teach the teachers how to use AI and we need to be considering the ethical implications um, I'm, one thing that parents may be concerned about is, you know, my child could cheat using AI. It's uh, useful to know, I think, that our software that we, uh, we've tied in with our teams enables us all to see whether a piece of work has been, A, plagiarized or B, created by AI. So uh, the software is keeping up with all these new innovations it's also, also worth mentioning Snapchat and AI. I think a lot of parents may be concerned, you know, because Snapchat now is linked up with AI and it's got a little AI bot. And uh, Sean and I were only talking today about how we're going to deal with that and to teach the younger girls how to use that AI chatbot responsibly. And Poppy, we've heard lots of things about all of this technology. How, how would you like the idea of going back to textbooks and exercise books and carrying them all around in your bag? I feel that it would be quite hard going back to being on paper and having to carry a bag around with your books in and textbooks whereas the surface is easy to move around and lightweight to move everything together with your work all on it. That's a very polite answer there Poppy. I was expecting a, a kind of an absolutely not am I going back to that um, but, but that's fantastic. That's very good indeed. Um, well look, I think we need to bring this episode to a close now but uh, Jane quick question for you. If anybody wants to find out more about digital strategy at school or anything else about the school being a Microsoft showcase school how could they go about doing that? Well the website has our digital strategy which um, given the, the state of play, you know, with everything changing and evolving, we are always changing and updating our digital strategy. But that would be the first port of call, I would say. OK, so this all sounds great. But what support is there for some of the younger children that are joining the school, maybe who are a little bit concerned about whether or not they can get to use the technology properly without getting left behind at all? This is a really good question. So we have... Um, induction in place for all the girls who join the school. So it doesn't matter what year they join, we provide plenty of support as they join the school. Dedicated time where we talk through how everything is used, what Teams is, how, you know, we talk about email etiquette, we talk about their class notebook, we show them how to open up their class notebooks. So by the time they go to their first lesson, they've gone through all the, the major things that they need to know. Um, and this year, for the first time, we've involved our digital ambassadors. So I don't know, uh, maybe Sean, you want to comment on that, what we're doing to to prepare the lower sixth. This year we are making videos about um, how to use the general um, applications that the school uses. So we've made videos for OneNote, Teams, and how to submit assignments on Teams and just general um, other Microsoft apps. But we've also considered the fact that the new girls probably don't, like 
they would find it very hard to use these. So we've done very in-depth tutorials about how to do it. Wow, it all sounds very comprehensive. That really does. Excellent. Jane, I just want to say thank you to you for being here with us today. Thanks for inviting us. And Sean, great to speak to you as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. And Poppy, thank you for representing Year 8, Lower 4th as well. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, downhouse.net. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.